0: Hi, and welcome back to the Hakmu Podcast. So, it's been a week plus since I've last posted an episode. Mm. <laughs> I know, I know. Try not to be that mad at me just yet. Let me explain, okay? Look, life hasn't been amazing to me mentally and like career-wise, okay? I've been struggling like with my own career decisions as well as moving forward in my life as a freaking young adult which I'm still like not used to like I'm 23 this year but if a child or a toddler were to ask me like hey can we go somewhere I'll be like oh we need to wait for an adult and (laughs) the toddler or child would be like aren't you adult and I'll, I'll be like well you're not wrong but yeah that's me so yeah i'm sorry i didn't post for like a week plus but like i'm here now and i feel like taking that one week off has really like cleared my mind i guess that like not just for my life in general but for the podcast as well i feel like my creative side is now a bit more churning you know Because of my freelance lifestyle now. But let's not get into work talk because ew. So anyways, jumping into it. Let me give you our weekly Huck update. So Huck has been okay. I mean, he's doing great. He's, you know, he's being a king as usual. Mm, I don't really have that many updates. But one thing I can say, like something that has changed from like, the previous podcast episode is that I actually got for him a cooling pad I'm not sure whether it's a thing for other pets like dogs and cats but like I saw okay look as usual I was on choppy scrolling through like you know shopping for huck because he can't shop for himself right I was getting him some forage trail what forage trail are is basically like a mix of dried um, flowers and dry like specific grass i think that are um consumable by rabbits it and like what i would do is i would sprinkle the forage trail like these flowers usually like rose petals lavender um calendula i I think that's a flower i think yeah all these dried flowers i would sprinkle it in his hay and that would encourage him to like forage through it and eat more hay as well because hay is amazing for rabbits so i saw this thing called a cooling pad and i was like you know what huck needs that (laughs) yeah he needs it he didn't tell me that but he needs it so what it does is okay basically huck's like playpen layout right now his whole living situation is that he has like a um I made a playpen area for him, you know, out of those plastic, like, stand things. The playpen, like, panels, uh, basically, okay? So, it's roughly about two meters Uh, long, wide, I don't know. It's, like, a large area for him to, like, you know, run around in for his size. Uh. For us, if we were in there, then, yeah, it's not big enough, but it's almost, like, two short humans (laughs) like if they lie down on the floor (laughs) yeah that's how wide it is for him the space and like it's not just like he has the playpen but he's not like sleeping on the tiled floors because it's slippery so like almost every other week or at least once a month i would change the carpet so it's like a carpet and then it's surrounded by the playpen plastic panel things so yeah he would run around there and then he has his own like litter box and then a small box that i carved out like two um doors in so that he can like go in and out and like hide or whatever and he has his food bowl etc and toys right so this cooling pad is basically a metal sheet what it does it's it's that is that uh similar to like any metal i guess I, I don't know science, okay i don't know how to explain it it Absorbs the coolness because sometimes it can be really humid and hot so I'm scared like he Will you know overheat so I bought that cooling pad and for the first day (laughs) I remember he was like biting at it and like scratching it But I think he got the idea when like I forced him to lie down on it and he was like yeah, it's chill so Yep, that's great. Oh Other than that, I started making- (laughs) making him salad bowls. Yeah, salad bowls. And, like, not, like, any salad bowls. Because, like, rabbits have specific vegetables, they are recommended to eat daily. There are certain vegetables that they can't eat, um, every day. Uh, Let me think- give an example. I think certain lettuces, they can eat, like, a bit, but not a lot, because, like, it gives them gas yeah rabbits can get gas so what I've been doing is that I'll I will go to the supermarket buy like five or six vegetables and then um, I would cut them up and mix it all in like a tupperware a big tupperware and every day for breakfast I would like take about one cup and like put it in his bowl so it's like he has like a healthy mixture of just vegetables that are good for him. I read that, like, what I used to do was, I used to just get him, like, okay, even if I did get five types of vegetables for him, I would just, like, give him one vegetable a day. You get what I mean? So it's, like, say, example, I bought, like, pak choy, celery, cucumber. Like, what I would do was maybe on the morning, in the morning itself of that day that I'm gonna feed him, I will, like, take two bunches of pak choy, peel it, and wash it before like eating it at him <laughs> but now I like freaking meal prep for him <laughs> yeah meal prep a salad bowl for him so yeah what I would do is as is mentioned like I would cube the celery's the capsicums yeah capsicums bell pepper you heard that right they can eat bell peppers I would cube those Um, not trim I guess cut the bok choy, trim the bok choy into smaller pieces as well as some basil leaves and maybe mint. Yep. So there's that. He's living the high life while I'm still dirt broke, but it's fine, I guess. (laughs) So before I continue rambling on about my own life, let's move on to the topic of this week's podcast so how did all of this start? like it's like if you look at the title itself it's pretty random considering what i've been doing so far well not really random because i have did the twilight stuff but yeah this is not really like an on-brand kind of thing maybe but yeah i'm talking about it so how it started now <laughs> Some of y'all are gonna hate me for it, but I recently downloaded TikTok, like, a month ago. I think I downloaded it, like, in the beginning of September. I finally caved in. Like, from looking through all the compilation videos, of, like, a TikTok compilation videos on YouTube, I was like, okay, I-, I need the tea. I need the real tea. So I downloaded TikTok. I'm sorry, I, I can't. I told myself I wasn't going to, but... I guess the temptation was there and I caved in. (sighs) Anyways, I was looking through my feed or is it called For You page? I don't know. Yeah, my feed. I was just having a blast. Like, listen, most of my likes on TikToks or my recommended videos are either really cute, sad or emotional, like, animal videos or really dumb low quality meme videos i there's no like in between okay don't judge me an example of a video of like the low quality video which doesn't make any sense to me at all but it never fails to make me laugh i am so bad at it is i remember one video yesterday that i saw it was like this indian uncle he was like standing next to a lorry I think, he, in one hand, he had his, like, top-out food, right? Like, his packaged food in the plastic. And, like, he leaned against, like, the um, the back area of the lorry where it's, like, you know, um, those um, baskets where they keep the chickens? But there are no chickens in here. It was just, like, blue baskets. Blue small baskets, like, stacked up against each other. So he was just, like, chilling, like, leaning against the Then suddenly his hand grabbed out, like... This monkey hand grabbed out, grabbed his, like, hair, and started, like, pulling... (laughs) I'm sorry, okay. It's funny to me. I don't care what you think. (laughs) Yeah, it started, like, pulling his, like, head back and forth, back and forth, and his mouth kept, like, opening, like, opening and closing, like, you could hear his scream even though the background, like, the background didn't, like, you know... His scream wasn't sounded it was some like really calm background music it's funny to me i don't care okay don't come for me <laughs> anyways yeah that's one of the examples but i think a week or two before a week a week or two before a week or two ago oh my god this is what not doing the podcast for one week does to you well to me so i came across this like TikTok of this woman like, talking about, um, Disney villains, their origin stories, so I didn't know this existed, but there is this trilogy, or I, I can't tell, no, it's not really a trilogy, but it's more like a series, a book trilogy, I guess is the right word, but it's, it's not, like, continuous, like, the Twilight Saga trilogy. Each book depicts the origin story of different disney villains so the trilogy i'm just gonna call it all the novels are written by serena valentino she authored the villain novels published by disney press so she's legit she's not just like a random author conjuring up stories right okay so the book in question or the book in like we're talking about in regards to the Little Mermaid, um, the Little Mermaid's villain Ursula is actually poor, unfortunate soul. A Tale of the Sea Witch, right? So a little fun, not really fun fact, but um, a little detail to illustrate how like how legit these books are and how like credible their stories are. Well, not really credible because she can't really source it. Like, she can't really source like, hey, this villain confirmed this, but, (laughs) you know, it's legit because in 2019, it was actually reported her villain series, the books, were actually going to be adapted into a television series called The Book of Enchantment. So Disney had their, like, writers work on the script for 13 weeks, if I'm not mistaken, before they actually cancelled, they pulled out the series in late August of 2019, I think before um the debut of Disney Plus. So the I don't know whether they've confirmed it, but there were rumors that um the cancellation were actually over the concerns of how the origin stories as well as the as the adaptation of the television series would be too dark for Disney Plus. But I feel like that's I don't know, we can all have our own opinions about it, but I feel like if they can show Cruella as w- listen, you like anyone can debate about how Disney Plus is like not you know, it's not dark or there's no like torture, but like listen, the whole premise of a hundred and one Dalmatians is a crazy lady wanting to skin the the coats, like the fur of puppies if that is not effed up i i don't know what is okay so disney plus if you're listening no it's not effed up if you have 101 dalmatians on disney plus i don't see why this can be you know published but who am i right <laughs> so before well i'm just gonna go with the flow and i'm just gonna tell y'all like why this particular I guess um novel trilogy as well as the Little Mermaid movie itself or the movies I don't know it had like three movies but we're just gonna talk about the first one I guess interest me is because to be honest The Little Mermaid was actually one of the movies that I really disliked from Disney. Like, if you love Little Mermaid, I'm sorry to rain on your parade, but she just wasn't it to me, okay? Now, why? Like, it's so obvious. The whole, like, plot of the Little Mermaid is just Ariel wanting to get that peen, okay? She was just like, you know, I'm curious about humans but I guess I can stay like in the ocean in the sea because my freaking dad is like the king of the sea I'm living a luxurious extravagant life where I don't need to work I don't need to bring in the coin I don't need to clean my own room I just need to like stay pretty and like get married but she's like you know what I want that peen she saw like what's his name again Prince Eric uh, Eric sorry she saw Prince Eric and she was like Yes, I want that peen. Which is like, I don't know. Maybe when we were younger, it made sense. We're like, oh my god, true love. But right now, I'm just like, ew, why? The fact that she didn't care about her family at all. Okay, I can't say at all because she obviously does care about her family. But like, who? I mean, I personally wouldn't just like run away from Earth. To go to, like, another universe or another world that I've never stepped foot in. Like, I wouldn't just be like, you know what? I'm going to abandon my mom and my sister. And I'm gonna go to, like, Mars because I saw, like, a really, like, attractive alien. And I want that alien peen. (laughs) Like, it's so similar, like, I know it's, like, two different things, but, like, basically going onto land, it's, like, a different world to her. She's only heard of it. She's never gone on it, especially since her, like, dad told her really bad stuff about it. It's similar to the alien peen thing, okay? Don't at me. (laughs) And, like, okay, if that doesn't, like, If that doesn't, like, you know, put up any red flags for you, the fact that she risked her friend's life, like, Sebastian, the seagull, and, like, all those, like, critters, the, you know, the underwater creatures in that scene where, like, Ariel and Eric were in the boat, and then they were gonna have their, like, potential first kiss, right? Like, no, like, she risked all her friend's lives just, again, to get that peen. Like, she didn't even, like, there was no, like, statistics or, like, any confirmation slash psychic, like, reading she did that made, like, sense. Like, nobody was like, you know what, you're definitely gonna get him. You just gotta be, like, relentless. Like, he's gonna love you. He's gonna fall in love with you. There was no such thing. So she did all of this to get his peen without... Like, weighing down the consequences as well as the advantages. Like, okay, she's 16, so you're running away from home. You're not, like, you're running away from home. You're not, like, going to your uncle's house down the street. You're going to freaking Mars, (laughs) okay? I don't know. I'm just so mad about it, okay? Not only that, another bad thing. She almost killed everyone in the kingdom, like, where Eric lived. As... Like, as well as her own kingdom, like, the mermaids and mermans in her kingdom, as well as potentially killing everyone else in the earth. Like, the one scene I still distinctively remember that is, like, burnt into my head from The Little Mermaid is the scene where Ursula, she, like, I don't know, um, like, times a million of her tentacle self in size you know that one scene where she like manages to like grab a hold of like king triton's like triton (laughs) king triton's triton and she like becomes like a really big monster in the sky that was so like scary to me as a kid and even now when i look back i think i'm like fudge that's so freaking scary i don't know about you but that it still like haunts me in my nightmares Yeah, again, she, like, risked all of that just so she could be with freaking Eric, who, like, who didn't even know her, who, he could have just been like, oh, thanks, okay, I'm gonna get married to another girl, or, like, oh, sorry, I'm not interested. But she still did all that. Like, hello? What's going on? (laughs) Also, the fact that Little Mermaid portrayed Ursula... Um, as the bad guy well like yeah she like stole her legs and like you know took her voice and tried to seduce like eric in her like human form vanessa like yeah that's all like effed up but think about it if ariel like didn't start her out would anything happen like she was just leave like living like I can't say peacefully, cause she w- probably wasn't peaceful. Like wherever she lived in that big cave, right? She wasn't living peacefully, but she was just doing her own thing, right? Like I know the eels, like her two like twin eels, like they went in to they went to like tempt Ariel, but like if Ariel just didn't give in, she could have been like, no thanks. I don't know enough about like Eric, and like I don't want to like step into Mars, like. Everything could have been avoided. I'm telling you. Ursula didn't put a gun to her head and was like, if you don't sign this, I will end your existence. Or she wasn't like, if you don't come to me right now to like look for your like human peen, I'm gonna do something to you. She didn't do that. Ariel was the one who consensually signed the form. And I know even though legally like sixteen year olds can't like, you know, sign and give consent, but she did. She did. Ariel, you effed up. <laughs> like, whatever, Ariel. I, I don't want to talk. I don't want to listen to you. Because all you're thinking about is getting that team. You you have no valid arguments whatsoever. <laughs> okay? Sheesh. Okay, I need to stop. Why am I getting so worked up about it? Like, okay? I- I'm just imagining. Because if Ariel was my kid, I'm beating the crap out of her. <laughs> wow, okay. So, anyways, going back to the more serious topic of Ursula's origin story. So, because of all these thoughts that I've highlighted, I've always thought, like, man, The Little Mermaid wasn't really my thing. Like, you know, it's just, I'd rather watch Tangled and call it a day. Or, like, you know, some other Disney, like, princess movie that actually makes sense and is, like, amazing, like... The Princess and the Frog, or Mulan, you know, and don't get me started on, like, Snow White, because I will, and I don't want to do that now. But anyways, let's let's <laughs> let's, let's jump straight into Ursula and her origin story. So, what the novel itself highlighted, Poor Unfortunate Soul, A Tale of the Sea Witch highlighted, was it starts out by saying that, Ursula was actually the adopted daughter, the daughter of a human fisherman. If I'm not mistaken, she was actually uh, found at sea while this fisherman, this human fisherman was out fishing, doing like fisherman stuff. Yeah, so she actually grew up in a human town, in a human village with no knowledge that she actually had magic powers, okay? So, slowly, as she developed in age, and as she started, you know, developing her powers, the villagers of the village itself started turning against her. So, all the human villagers, why am I saying human villagers? All villagers are humans, okay. All the villagers actually got together to plan, uh, they actually got together to plan to kill her. Because obviously in those times, like, witch, hello, if she doesn't, like, if we don't kill her, she's gonna kill us. Which, again, I'm being sidetracked, but it's fine, you're listening in. So one one thing that doesn't make sense to me in, like, medieval times as well as, like, um, plots slash stories that centers around, like, you know, these times where, like, witches are, like, seen as bad and, like, sought out for, like, evil Doings, etc. Is that, like, for me, these people, like these villagers, country folk, peasant, etc., know that witches are powerful beings. Or, well, their assumptions were that witch witches are powerful beings, right? And then the fact that they're like, you know, we gotta kill her. If not, she'll kill us. It doesn't make sense to me. Because it's, like, comparative to, like, if I'm, you know, in a country where I know that, like, people are really powerful or I'm being kidnapped, the one thing I wouldn't do, or I would try to fight back, but I wouldn't be blatant, like, you know, let's get our, like, pitchforks and, like, get our fires, we're gonna, like, set her ablaze and we're gonna, like, sacrifice her to the gods, like... I oh, don't know, it doesn't make sense to me because these people, like, these simpletons, I'm sorry, okay? Their lodging is, like, it's so counterproductive. If, if this person has, like, magical abilities, not even, like, super strength, or, like, you know, an ability that can be fought by physical weapons, you know, or, like, the sunlight or something, they can't be fought because, like, their whole power, their whole strength lies in the supernatural and like all that i wouldn't try to go up against them you know like it just makes no sense at all to me like if i were a peasant back in the day like if i were in like ursula's village and the villagers were like you know what we gotta kill ursula i'll be like are you dumb go and like feed your pigs we have more like You know urgent matters to deal with what if she tries to kill us like what if like one snap and she like funnels us to like hell like okay it doesn't make sense to me let me know what you think okay (laughs) but anyways continuing on so yeah the villagers turned against her they wanted to kill her right so they all got together to try to kill her but her adopted father the human fisherman was able to save her but he lost his life in the process so he basically sacrificed himself for her and because of this um ursula's heart was filled with darkness and hate which like okay girl like you shouldn't kill everyone or like you shouldn't like you know just because like someone precious to you die doesn't mean like you decimate you desecrate you like make an example of the whole village but you do you girl she so I basically spoiled the next part and I'm pretty sure it's not even spoiled, but she basically burned the whole down the whole town to the ground, the whole village, so yeah, and this is what like this is the main reason or actually the only reason I think I don't know, this is the reason why she came to start hating humans, okay now. At this point, this pivotal point, this is where Triton, King Triton, reveals himself to her. And we find out that Triton and Ursula are actually siblings. Okay? Which is... I feel like a lot of us would have already known if, like... I mean, I had a sus- I had the suspicion because... I remember seeing a lot of, like, fan art of Ursula and Triton as, like, a kid- as kids and, like, all that. So, I guess it's not really surprising to me, but having it confirmed it's like, okay, especially when you find out, like, the stuff he does. In the origin story, Triton, King Triton, is, like, painted as such a bad guy. Like, he was actually the true villain. He was the antagonist to Ursula's protagonist story. Yep. In The Little Mermaid, he was painted as, like, the best parent, the best father, a bit, like, strict, and, like, not open to the idea of exploring other worlds, like, the land above, which I don't blame him for, but in this, like, book, his origin, her origin story, and, like, the part he played into it was just horrendous. At one point... When well, not really. At one point, he has always seen her like this, and one, well, but I'm just saying it for the sake of saying it. At one point, he sees Ursula. He calls her a quote foul, murdering, ugly monster. Yeah, exactly. He also admitted that he is the reason Ursula did not grow up with him. He said, and I quote, "You were a vile thing." I left you adrift because I foresaw the monster you would become. Even when he brought Ursula back to his kingdom, like the kingdom where like Ariel, you know, resides in and all that, he told her that she was too ugly to stay in her octopus form. <sighs> Big sigh right over there because I don't know. For me, okay, this is like drifting, again drifting off from like the whole origin story and the plot. But to me, I feel like if he had taken her in and he treated her as kindly as possible, or not even as kindly as possible, if he just treated her like she was his his sibling, because she was, if he just treated her as a sibling or even just like let her stay in his kingdom trying to get friends of her own and just leaving her be, I feel like she would have not, you know, she wouldn't have become this loathing, seething monster. It's just the perspective of it all. It's the same as when we watch movies that talk about um, the future. You know, like, one action in the past or one action in the present can change, like, a series of, like... um. You know a series of actions in the future it's the same thing which again boggles my mind because you would think that creatures like in this particular like fantasy like setting you would think that even though these people are simple like because these people are simple-minded not just the peasants itself or the villagers or humans in general but you would think that as mermaids you know, raining over the sea, they would have, like, this insight to, like, or at least the relentless, um, attitude of, you know what, we're not gonna let that happen, because I feel like if they can, if a mermaid, like, Ariel, like, granted, she's a teen, if she has the audacity, she has the bravery, like, stupid bravery, might I add, to, like, swim through the freaking ocean to look for ursula to turn her into like a human and like risk everything she has and risk everyone around her you would think that spark of um bravery and not giving up would actually be in triton since she is his daughter in fact you know and like there are other plot like happenings (laughs) happenings <laughs> i don't know how to say it in the book they actually highlight this too the fact that he is a relentless like you know man a not man relentless relentless man yeah in trying to like um establish a kingdom that's like really well groomed etc you would think that they would actually or he and his parents whoever the parents are would actually take into account of how ursula why she would have become like this instead of just eating her to the side and just being like, you know what, good luck, whatever, bye-bye. I don't know. It maybe to me it doesn't make sense because I'm the type of person where I'm um, like, you know, if you're gonna end up like growing to be really bad, even like regardless of how bad you're gonna grow, I'm gonna try my best to like, you know, give you all the love I have. But I don't know, that I guess that also feeds into his character, his villainous almost character, him being the true villain. So yeah, back to the origin story. Um, oh, in Triton's kingdom, the only one who actually treated Ursula with love and kindness was the queen, Queen Athena, Ariel's mom. Yeah, Triton's wife. Um, Athena, Queen Athena, always had discussions with Triton, about Ursula asking him to treat her better like you see even Queen Athena has that like mindset she's like you know what maybe if we try to like welcome her even in the slightest bit like ask her to have dinner with us once a week or something she wouldn't be even if she does turn out to be as bad as you thought like as you foresaw in the future she she would at least you know it would not be too bad and your conscience wouldn't be like oh my god I should have done something but then again It doesn't highlight that Triton had a conscience anyway, so yeah. Moving on, this all like her good treatment, Queen Athena being the only person who treated her well, came to an end when she passed away. After this, with no one, you know, forcing him or urging him, encouraging him to treat his own sister well, Ursula uh, was banished from his kingdom yeah he banished her so triton a fact you know like later on in this book it will highlight how like she went to seek sought out help from the odd sisters if i'm not mistaken to like try to kill triton they made like a deal ursula and the odd um sisters they made a deal where um if the if Ursula helps the Odd Sisters find their other sister named Serkay, uh, if I'm not mistaken, then they would aid in um, Triton's demise. But that doesn't happen, and like, you know, it just moves on to the Ariel era where she gets defeated and she's killed So, fun fact, not really fun fact, a fact, Ursula's brother... King Triton, actually forced Ursula to live in a body, in a body that wasn't hers. Yep. We also learn that Ursula loves to be in her tentacle form, body. She prefers that over her human form, Vanessa. So basically, Triton had this, um, I don't know how to say it. He had like this plan, this vision, whereby he would create, or rather develop his um, kingdom into the best mermaid slash merman kingdom. Everyone would be in fin tail and like you know the upper torso being the human body thing. And it's just very picturesque and like it's very Abercrombie and Fitch <laughs> style. If y'all don't know what Abercrombie and Fitch are, I mean y'all know it's basically a retail like chain in america but like i'm not sure whether it's still a thing but in the early 2000s 2010 etc they had this reputation of only hiring really good looking people to be their sales representatives so an example i can give is if you're not good looking enough if you don't meet that margin of like you know, good looking. You wouldn't be even considered. You wouldn't even consider to be hired. I feel. I think I've read cases where, like, even if you were hired, you are forced to work at the back so that customers who came into the store itself wouldn't see you, because they wouldn't want you to represent their overall perfect, p- picturesque um brand. <clears throat> I'm not sure whether it's still true or not, but. They had that, um, what do you call that, that outlook. So it's similar to what Triton had, has, whatever whatever tense you want to use for the people in his kingdom. Yeah, so he forced her into a form that she didn't like. And I guess that would also feed into why she loves her tentacle form, because it basically go against everything that he wants. Like I have mentioned, that scene where she became like a big-ass, like, monster, the tentacle lady, like, towering over you was so horrifying to me. Like, until now. So I would also think that the fact that he hated it, he didn't approve of her being in that form, the fact that he wanted to outcast her at any chance he was given, and the only person who was stopping it wasn't even blood-related to Ursula, She just went ham in the tentacle thing. She just embraced it. Another fun fact. Triton also says in the book itself that Ursula's necklace came from their father. Yep. Also, another fun fact. She created sirens to come and kill humans. Fun, (laughs) I guess. Very fun. So... This is how I imagine, like, the sirens were created. They were probably merman slash mermaid that were... Not converted, I make it sound... Converted sounds like energy conversion. I mean, like, she probably, like, turned them back to, like, kill... (gasps) Now that I think about it, it's all just, like, a whole big bubble of after. Because it is said that, like, even... Not just in The Little Mermaid... But in any folklore that involved mermaids, sirens, etc., the people these sirens would go after are fishermen. And the person she loved, Ursula loved with her whole heart, with her whole life, the person who took her in was a fisherman. It just comes in a full cycle. Now I'm wondering whether the reason why she created sirens to attack humans, especially fishermen, is do you think, like, even though she really loved her adopted father, that's, that's no questioning about it, you think she secretly hated him? Like, maybe she hated the fact that he actually saved her. Maybe she wished that she was just left for death before finding her. Maybe this, she wouldn't have to go through all this pain, this suffering of losing him, having, like, people that she's known for, like, 20 plus years in the village turn against her and her own father. I call, I say it's her own father because she probably doesn't have any, like, memories or inkling to her real parents, like, the Mur people. And, like, Not just having them kill her, not kill her, sorry, kill her father, but also the fact that her trust was betrayed. Can you imagine living 20 years with like your best friend? Or maybe not your best friend, but living with people you've known for 20 years just to have them be like, sorry, we gotta kill you. And like Ursula being, but I'm not, you've known me for so many years. But just for them to turn around and be like, it's, I'm sorry, we, we can't take the chance. Not just that, but her own brother shows up out of the blue only after she burned the whole village to the ground where she killed everyone there. Not like he didn't appear to her in her time of need when she needed him, but he came to her in that moment when she did everything that cemented the fact that she was a monster he came to her at that point and he didn't even try to console her say anything to her try to accept her as she was or even warn her about being bad but to just spit in her face mock her and say you're such a foul murdering ugly monster i mean i would have let all hell break loose Like, if that happened to me. Not- And that wasn't even the last of it. That's the part that, like, makes me wow. The fact that he brought her to his kingdom, whereby she obviously go against all social norms there, whereby her appearance wasn't something she loved, whereby everyone else, every other mermaid, merman in that kingdom saw her as everything except great. Saw her as a different A- vile entity living there for, I would imagine quite some time, maybe years and years, feeding into that toxic environment, not just of like everyone else seeing you as disgusting, but your own brother who left you for dead, who outcasted you, like having him also not showing that you are worth of even the uh, uh, the smallest ounce of respect. The only respect you got was from his wife. Someone you're not even related to. Someone who's so close yet so far from what he is. And then just to be banished after she passed away. Just as Ursula was probably going to bond with Queen Athena. The one person, like, in her life right now, Like, the one person who's, like, the beacon of light in the darkness, who's, like, it's fine to be you. And she passes away. And then she gets banished. Like, I can't imagine going through all of that. Like, of course, I don't condone the fact that she killed every human in the village. Nor do I condone the fact that she, I don't know, she... There's, there's, like, one point of, like, The Little Mermaid where she transforms back into her, like, human form, Vanessa, and, like, seduces, try to seduce Eric, right? Like, I don't condone that, because that's freaking weird. It's, like, technically, she's Ariel's, like, auntie. <laughs> Can you imagine? Your auntie tries to seduce your boyfriend slash girlfriend. <clears throat> Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> so freaking weird, now that I think about it. But... Yeah, can- I don't condone all her wrongdoings, but I would imagine how dark my life would have been, or how dark I would have turned out if I were actually her. So, yeah. Let me know what your thoughts are, and that's the unfortunate soul, the poor soul, um, Ursula's um unfortunate origin story. So... Let me know if you enjoyed that, I guess. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!